Welcome to the Ear for Fear podcast, the horror movie podcast that boils and ghouls and dead alike are screaming for. Don't be afraid to listen as Rick and the Creeps bore their way into your brains, slither down onto your arteries, into your still beating hearts. Hi, welcome to the Ear for Fear podcast. This is the podcast that talks about scary movies or movies trying to be scary. Got Morris in the house, one of the creeps. What up? One of the creepiest motherfuckers I know. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back, man. Yeah. Uh, Today, uh, you and I are going to be talking about 1987's Creep Show 2. I think, uh, I don't remember who recommended this maybe you did i did i don't remember i think I th- it's uh yeah we were going to do a um a episode on this a few years ago oh that's right oh that's right yeah. okay okay yeah, that's right because yeah. which we've talked about before when yeah. you came out to do creep show the idea was you came out we were going to do creep show one in an episode and then creep show two in an episode and that was the that was the that was the little bit of a hiccup that we had where you we thought we were recording Creep Show. Yeah. And that was really a good episode because I remember you and I having some good shit to say. And then right. when it was all said and done, it never recorded. No. And then after that, we decided not to do part two because we were kind of both bummed. Yeah, we were bummed. And we just uh, abandoned ship. And I think we did a different episode. I, yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. But yeah, it shit happens, man. You yeah. know, that was a long time ago. And we've learned from our, uh, our errors, I guess. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, and then I think, you know, Darren and I did, we ended up down the road doing a, a creep show episode. Yeah. Um, but you and I are going to be doing part two. And it's funny because uh, Darren, I don't know if he had ever seen creep show two. And then we were talking about it and I told him to go watch it and he didn't care for it. Yeah. And I think he's crazy. Cause, yeah, I think cause so I, I actually dude, I really enjoy creep show two a lot. It, yeah. It's, it's charming. I did see this in the theater the first week it came out back in 87. So, uh, I remember it quite fondly from that first time I yeah. saw it in, uh, I was living in, um, Reno at the time that yeah. this came out and I went to the theater. Um, and it was like this old, it was similar to it, Okay. Remember the Cynodomes that we had here? Mm-hmm. Okay. In Reno, there was, uh, there was similar, uh, movie theaters that were owned by the same company, which was Sayufi. And I know that cause I worked for them Right, and they called it century, which down here they called one of them century as well. They century did, yeah. theaters. Um, but the one up there was similar. It was those big domes. Right. Because we had them here um, at the Cynodomes, and then we had them in the Arden area, mm-hmm. and I think that was might have been Century. But I went. I don't think I was working there at the time, but I had went there to see uh, Creepshow 2. Yeah. And then not long after, I got a job there. <laughs> yeah, those domes are pretty popular with, um, like even with the Bay Area, I remember uh, uh, Concord had domes too. And they were yeah, they were similar. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think it was the same company. I think so. I think that yeah. was their thing. Is like they were they did domes. I I, I yeah. don't know. And I guess it's kind of cool looking. And now not so much. Right. All the theaters nowadays are kind of boring. Yeah. Like I know they have more bells and whistles inside, but they're still kind of I don't know. They're not as cool as they used to be. I saw this in an old school theater. Uh, it was it's this uh, called the Senator and Chico. And so it's a it, it's kind of like that tower theater that we, oh yeah that, that we looked at yeah. the last weekend yeah yeah 
I love so. those old theaters. Um, I guess, uh, do we want to go into it? I guess I'll do a quick, kind of a quick uh, synopsis. Um, yeah. Creep, if no one has seen Creepshow 2, um, it's basically, there's three stories. Uh, one includes a vengeful wooden Native American statue. Uh, the other one's a monstrous blob in a lake and the hitchhiker who wants revenge and will not die. That's kind of the gist. Uh, three stories, Old Chief Woodenhead, The Raft, and The Hitchhiker. Um, I, before I forget, uh, it's going to be full spoilers. One, two, spoilers coming for you. So yeah, if you haven't seen uh, this movie and you intend on seeing it, maybe watch them first or watch the movie first. And then come back and come back and check check it out. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, the the stories are, I think there's three writers. Two of them, Stephen King, George Romero, mm-hmm. um, for the for this one, and they were also writers on the first uh, film as well, right? Oh yeah, I think yeah, absolutely. Well, they're all Stephen King stories. They just, uh, I want to say, the raft was and his uh, short story book, the night shift. And then the other two, uh, Chief Woodenhead and The Hitchhiker, were original stories that he wrote. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know where he comes up with this yeah. stuff. The dude has so many good stories. Right. And, and, and you know, it's, I, I, I feel like um, I, I feel like there's a couple, like H.P. Lovecraft people uh, take, take the stories and make them into movies. Or The Cabin of Curiosities, which I know you haven't watched yet. Mm-hmm. There's at least two or three, I think there's eight episodes, and at least two or three of the, the, the episodes are based off of H.P. Lovecraft stories. That's funny that you say that, because uh, The Raft is uh, inspired by H.P. Lovecraft. Oh, really? Yeah, and if you notice, a lot of uh, King's stories, like It, mm-hmm. uh, are, are based off of uh, Lovecraft, because uh, King had a love for that, um, you know, the old gods, you know, the, the ancient ones uh, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of uh, intergalactic kind of thing going on too, and uh, and and with the the raft, we'll we'll talk about that later. Yeah, but, I uh, always I yeah. notice with, um, and I could be way off on this, and I have I've never sat down and, and read H.P. Lovecraft stories, but I feel like he uh, he has this underlining sexual thing that goes on. <laughs> yeah, in all his stories, somehow, some way. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's like if you don't see it like on the surface, it's real like it's 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 shoved under underneath there, and, oh, it's, yeah. and it's always there. I've noticed that with some of the movies that are like say a, a reanimator or mm-hmm. like I think we just recently did like From Beyond, which I think is based off an H.P. Lovecraft oh, story. Um, and so yeah, it's it's like it's it's it may not be like way in your face, but it's there. You just have to look for it. Yeah. Um, but anyways. Uh, uh, so this, I you know the thing is with this, I think part one had what five stories, yeah, and this one has three. Now I feel like the stories are a little longer yeah. on these than than the initial creep show. Well, you know this was intended to have five stories as well. I think you had mentioned that. Yeah, what so were the other two? Do you the know the other two was um, oh gosh uh, the the cat. Um, I'm trying to remember. Oh, if, is that the one from uh, the, the tales they, from tales from the dark side? Yeah. So that's a, that's a king story, and it was for budgetary constraints because you know obviously this wasn't uh, distributed by Warner Brothers like the first movie. This one got you know uh, what was it New World did the oh, uh, distribution did okay and the production on it. So uh, New World I think was a like a offshoot of um, Roger Corman. Oh, okay. so um, one of his 
companies uh-huh. that he had. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, obviously, you know, Roger Corman's known for, you know, his low budget kind yeah. of stuff. But I want to say it was a different production company that had Corman's company uh, do the um, uh, the distribution on it. So, uh, yeah, they didn't have the money that they wanted. They originally had, like, a larger budget. And yeah. then, you know, obviously... Uh, didn't work out that way. They had to cut some of the, sh- the stories and they didn't end up filming those yeah. or, or casting for those. But yeah, the, the, the cat was one. And then there was another one where, uh, uh, these ghosts are in this abandoned or this, uh, bowling alley at night. Mm. And these two rival ghost teams are, are playing, a like a, like a, uh, bowling tournament. Oh, against each okay. Other, okay. Which was supposed to be a little bit more comical. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm interested to see how that would have turned out, but then again, it's it, they wouldn't be like you know straight up horror. Yeah, and yeah. I would have to say with Creepshow two, you know where uh, Creepshow one was more tongue in cheek, you know, and it played a lot like those EC comics from the mm-hmm. from the fifties. Yeah, um, this one plays their stories a little bit more seriously. Yes, they're they're not quite as tongue in cheek. Yeah, and. Uh, uh, they're a little bit more mean spirited, you know. Where, uh, I mean, even though the end results of some of the stuff that happened in Creepshow in one, one, yeah. But there's this more you know, like a goofy, tongue in cheek sure. kind of flavor to yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this one plays a little bit more uh, on the serious level. Still fun, you know. I, oh, I, for I, sure. I, I had a yeah. great time with this. Uh, I want to say this is the second time that I've seen it within the last two months. So. Uh, I revisit it at least once a year. So I, it's funny because I, um, uh, I ended up buying this like a. I, I own a copy of it, but then I ended up buying like a digital copy. Right. And then I, I've, I think at least three or four times over the last two months have probably watched this. Um, it could be just something where it's in the background while I'm doing something. Right. Um, but I've seen it so many times that I don't like have to watch it to know what's going on. But yeah, like yesterday I had it on and then, yeah, not that long ago I had it on. I, you know, I, I just, I think with, with me, a lot of sequels, I know this isn't your, your normal type sequel, you know, cause right. again, they're individual stories, but you usually sequels seem to fall flat for me. <clears throat> and if I'm calling this a sequel, which again, it's part two. Um, this one, this one absolutely, I, I felt was, I'm not going to say was as good as one, but I don't, I don't try to compare the two because I think they're very different. They are. But this one works on so many levels for me. I, I think the stories are great. I think the, the animation, which, um, I think some people may find a little cheap. Um, but I think that was the intent. Right. And it works for me as well with the music. The music does. The only thing I will say, the music I know this is 87, but the music doesn't feel 87 to me. The right. music almost feels early 80s to me. Yeah. I would almost could argue early or, or late 70s. But you know why? Please tell me. Yeah. Rick Wakeman, who is the guitarist of Yes, did the, uh, or is he the guitarist of it? Yes. Or, I know he keep, plays keyboards as well. Uh, okay. He did the uh, the music to this. Oh, he did as well as the burning, you know. So, oh, okay, yeah. Oh, so, I didn't know he did the music for the burning. Yeah. Oh, okay. So Rick Wakeman uh, did the music for this. Okay, yeah. so that's probably why it has because because it it no it works for me. Like right. I love the music. It works for the movie, but it feels it feels a little older than eighty seven. Yeah. Um. 
but yeah, I mean, and then the creep being Tom Savini, I think he, someone else was supposed to play the creep, and then I think they they backed out, and then Tom Savini came in, and I'm I, I'm I gonna think guess it was supposed to be uh, Nicholas Cage. It was. It was supposed to be Nicholas oh, Cage. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Um, but it's not Tom Savini's voice. No. It's a it's a voice actor um, that's been in a lot of different stuff. Uh, for the life of me, I can't think of his name right now, but he was in. Um, uh, assault on precinct 13 he oh, was like okay. an older guy in that oh interesting but he has that kind of uh deep you know tony the tiger type oh, of worked. voice you know? it worked for me yeah it worked for me like yeah. because if you, okay so if you didn't if you don't have the right voice right when you see the creep and it's not animated it looks kind of hokey it does it does it looks a little hokey then you add the voice and like okay it kind of pulls it in yeah you know because if you didn't have the right voice if you use tom savini's voice and, and he did he did you know he was speaking <laughs> sure, stuff, but, but it was it was dubbed it was dubbed know? over yeah. yeah um because what we see at the beginning of the movie yeah, is is a boy and he's go and he it looks like it's early in the morning and he's and he's going to like a newsstand a newsstand yeah. to get the new issue of uh is it creep show or what is it is it's it creep show creep show yeah. and and so then you know the the uh, Tom Savini is the creep is is you know he's whatever he's saying I can't remember some of the and lines he's delivering he's, he's he's like in a um you know a paper delivery truck Tr- yeah and, and which we won't see ever again in no. our lifetime but um yeah and he and so he throws I think he throws it or something and it hits the ground and then it I think the animation does it turn into the animation at that point at that point I think it does, so yeah um but uh but but yeah it leads us to the first story which is old chief Woodenhead um. Every one of these stories is really good, dude. I I just I have to say that right off the bat. I yeah. don't like. I guess if I if I had to like rate them, and, and like I know I'm rating them before we're really talking about them, but I would almost I, I would almost say the sequence in which they are in the film is probably how I, I how I like them. Like right. like I love Old Chief Woodenhead. The Raft would probably be second, and the Hitchhiker would be third. It, I, yeah, is in that the, in the order that they are? Yeah, that's, that's how I feel about I mean, them too. And that typically I, doesn't happen for me. I but. used to love the raft the most. That one's great too. Yeah, you but know. Um, um, but not anymore. It's it's kind of in the order that they come. You know. Yeah, but old chief, and we, and we don't need to. I'm not. I don't want us to go through every single bit of 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 each story. We can talk about what we like, what we didn't like. Maybe you know what uh, we noticed. Um, but the gist of old chief Woodenhead is is uh martha and ray spruce own a little i guess a little ma and pa store in this a little general store general store in a town that was supposed to was supposed to be like a booming town and and then it just ended up being a ghost town essentially because everybody moved away moved away you know i sometimes with these i chalk it up to Maybe a freeway was supposed to come through, mm-hmm. and maybe, and perhaps it was rerouted to another area. And they were banking on the fact that this freeway was supposed to, you know, come through their town or near their town, and it was, it was going to make the town blow up, and and yeah. it just didn't, it just didn't happen. And that's what this feels like. It almost feels like, like Psycho, uh, like Psycho, yeah, yeah, because the you know the Psycho, you know Bates Motel was. Um, you know, it, it was a prominent, you know, motel. But since they took the freeway, yeah. you know, and they built the there freeway, that nobody comes by that way anymore. <laughs> also reminds me of, this is stupid, but the movie Cars, remember? Their little town was supposed oh, to, yeah. and the, yeah, and then it just became like this kind of ghost town as well because the, you know, and so, um, 
So yeah, I mean, you know, you can tell Martha and Martha and Ray have been there for a long time. At one point, the town did flourish, right, a little bit, and right. and it was enough to to you know they made money. They they put their girls through probably college, and but now at their age, I, I don't know. I would say they're probably in their seventies. Yeah, the town is, dude. There's not many stores left. Um, there's not much of anything in this town. No, and and it's like dusty and dirty, dirty, and, and desolate. Man. You know? Yeah, um, it, it's there's just nothing going on there. And 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 the uh, the townsfolk are still almost relying on on Martha and Ray their little for, store, their little store for for I don't know for things that they need, um, right. whatever that might be, and they're in debt mm-hmm. to them. Yeah, and I always forget the chiefs. Uh, what is the what is the guy? He's kind of like the. I forgot the character's name. Oh, um, um, gosh, what is? I forgot. He's kind of like the like almost like the, I don't know, the mayor or, or something of this little town. Or he's uh, the the chief. He's of kind the of tribe. like a chief of the tribe. Yeah, yeah, because I and it doesn't say this is on a reservation, but we get the idea that it 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 might like like oh Benjamin White Moon. There it is, yeah. Benjamin White Moon. Yeah, we we kind of get the impression that it is on a on a. Um, uh, a reservation, mm-hmm. but it don't say it's on a reservation, right. and maybe it's on the outskirts of a reservation, and the town is really kind of, or the 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 store is really only their source of of obtaining anything at this point, right? And they've had to to borrow or to take these items based off a of credit, right? And and most of the townsfolk owe, owe Ray and Martha a lot of money per, per the credit, and they, Benjamin yeah. Benjamin feels bad. And the idea is, hey, we what we've done is we've accumulated what what these particular families consider valuable. Yeah, they're like you and riches. I. Yeah, maybe you and I would look at it, and we don't we don't think it's valuable, but right. but it's been passed, maybe passed down in their family. It could be some sort of heirloom or just something that that they hold dear to their heart, and it and to them it's priceless. Yeah, it's like a lot of uh, silver and jade and turquoise. Turquoise, and, yeah. Uh, uh, look like there's some gold in there, you yeah. Know? So yeah. uh, very, you know, like valuable, you know, like jewels and things that you know were there. Yeah. And the idea here is is Benjamin offers it to to Ray and Martha that you know that look, you know, we feel bad that we've done this to you for however long. We can't pay you because there's there's just no money. So we're giving this to you for you to hold, and it, and then within two two autumns, two is it two autumns? Two autumns. Yeah. If two autumns we haven't paid back our yeah. debt, this is yours to keep. And of course, you know Ray and Martha don't they they feel yeah. He's like I can't I can't accept this. I, you know I, this this is prized possessions of your people. I yeah. I can't take this. And and Benjamin's like no 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 race Bruce. You know uh, and I love this line too. Yeah. Um, you know with uh, you know. We're borrowers, you know, by you having this. But if you give it back to us, then you, you, you make us beggars. And, yeah. And, you know, that's that's an insult. You know? Yeah. And, I, dude, I love that line, too. Yeah. And it's true, man. It, yeah. It's very true, you know. And and so, you know, he... So against, you know, even though even though he's against it, they, they ended up keeping... And he said, I'll guard it with my life. Yeah. Yeah. Which he does. Which, which he does. Um, and Benjamin leaves, and then... You know, um, uh, it, uh, Ray is. Um, we see Ray outside, and he's painting an old chief wooden head. He's giving him kind of a fresh, a fresh coat of paint, right? Yeah, war, war paint, a war paint, yeah. and and we we get the impression that that uh, 
that that uh, old chief woodenhead has has been probably a a staple in the front of their store for probably as long as they've been in this town oh yeah and so and you, you know, see those old uh old wooden uh, indians like that those were very popular they in, were. in like the early uh, 1900s yeah. especially yeah and uh they were you know chiseled and usually see them in front of like uh general stores or yep. or cigar shops that's you know, place. I have seen them. I don't see them that often anymore. No. But when occasionally, if I do see them, and they're in front of maybe a maybe an old tavern of some sorts, or, um, or a even, bar or something, or but, even like an old part of a of a town, like uh, like, like old a, Placerville, old yes, Auburn. Like uh, you go to a, you go to a downtown of some old town that's been established for let's say a hundred plus years. You they, would see that, and in they front. have the wooden uh, sidewalks. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Cor- yeah. Like old sack would be one oh, of those. Right. Yeah. And uh, so they come back inside and they have some visitors here. Um, they got. Uh, oh, I always thought this was kind of funny. So they're outside. You could tell the sun's going down. But as soon as they step in, you see their windows. It's totally black outside. It's <laughs> it's like, uh, did you ever, ever notice No, that? I don't think I ever noticed so, it. So, yeah, they're outside. The sun's going down. But yeah. there's still daylight, you know. Yeah. And she, and they're like, you know, prosperity's in the air. I can feel oh, it, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, they turn around. They they walk back into their shop door, and the door closes behind them. You see the windows. It's all dark. The shop, the shop door has, you know, glass through yeah. it. And, yeah, it's all dark. It's all outside. dark. So it's just a one of those continuity errors. It that, is. Yeah. Kind of like we talked about with uh, Halloween when they're, oh, when they're driving and then when they get to, yeah. which is just a few blocks away it's, it's all so dark. dark yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so so inside the store is now uh, sam white moon which he's some what is he is he's he, the he's, nephew of uh, of benjamin he's the nephew yeah okay so he's not like a grandson he's a nephew yeah. okay and then fatso which which really that is his character's name i didn't realize he is the son of hal holbrook yeah. which was in the first creep show david holbrook david i i holbrook. Yeah. yeah, and then the other guy, what does he call him, Rich Boy? But Rich I boy. think his name is maybe like Andy something another. I don't know. Yeah. But Rich Boy and Fatso. The, this is the thing. It's like they're, they've attached their wagon, you know. Right. I'm not trying to like, this is no sort of pun because of what we're talking about. They attach their wagon to the Sam White moon. But but he disrespects them. He can't even call them by their damn name. Right. They're, he's, he's basically like, uh, you know, the classic... Uh, they're written like classic Stephen King bullies. So there's always a major bully. Yeah. And he disrespects the rest of the gang, but they're always bullied into following him. Following him. Yeah. Just like it. Stand, just by, like stand by me would stand be Stand by me. Yeah. yeah they, they're always bullied by the, the, the main bully. And the main bully, when it, when it boils down to, and Stephen King always writes this, is the main bully is nobody to fucking follow because he's, he's usually a loser himself. But yeah. he, he projects that he's better and more badass. More but confident he, and whatever, yeah. but he's not. Yeah. But he's not. He's usually, you know, a coward, you know. Yeah, and Sam White Moon is kind of the epitome. <laughs> he he thinks he is, uh, he thinks he's the next big thing, right? Yeah, he's like, look at these good looks. Look at this hair. His hair. He's, he's like, it took yeah. me nine years to grow this hair, yeah. and he's whipping it around. <laughs> You know, and then they have like a little photo uh, booth thing, like yeah. you'd see at a fair, and you know he he takes his pictures in there, and then he's like, "Look at this! Have you ever seen such a you know, a gorgeous face?" You know, and Oli's like, "Just get the fuck out of here!" You know, I know too, but yeah, his idea is they're gonna they're gonna head to Hollywood, and he's gonna become a big movie. And he's star. gonna make it big, and he's you know, and uh, and he's. 
kind of hitching, like you said. Well, they're hitching on him being their like leader, but he's hitching on the on Rich Boy because he's got a Trans Am. <laughs> yeah, he's got the Trans, and he's so. got some money to to start yeah. off with. And you know, Ray Spruce and, and Martha Spruce, they don't have any money because they don't have any com- stuff coming in. And he's going through the cash register. And he's like, "This is all you got? Empty your pockets." And he might have pulled out. It looked like maybe couple rolled up five dollar bills but it's like oh there was nothing yeah well, yeah they didn't yeah. make money so it's like you know they're uh yeah. they decided to to leave but he knew that his uncle was going to yeah. be there with and i can't remember what he said it was like ten thousand or twenty thousand i think it was ten thousand dollars ten thousand calls it something can what does he call it like something can, can, rock candy rock candy yeah you know, and yeah, so his 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 thought is, well, whatever whatever the the townsfolk and my relatives have have given you, I'm I'm stealing from them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I remember it's uh, so the the treasure that the collective tribe has. It's called the the Aline. 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 I think. What is that pronounced? I wonder what it pronounces to. I don't know what. Uh, what tribe that is, but yeah, you know, uh, it, yeah, because they never really talk about the tribe itself. Like what they, you know. they don't, but um, I know that this all all three stories were shot in Arizona, so maybe oh. it's an Arizona tribe. I think um, I want to say Navajo is 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 a big I big in Arizona, yeah, and I only know that because you know Donovan is is part Navajo, yeah, and um, and I remember that their tribe was I think in 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 Arizona, yeah. So I, but I mean, it's I would possible. But it's possible, yeah. You know, um, but um, yeah. So 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 they, you know, they they get the, you know, uh, Sam takes, you know, this. We'll just call it this this these riches, yeah. uh, and um, in the process shoots. Oh wait, Marth, so so uh, was um, so who was it? Was it Fatso or was it uh, Rich Boy that was trying to grab the riches from Ray? There was a that was Fatso it. because Fatso. I, I think Rich Boy had <laughs> Rich Boy. Oh, he went to go get he the went car. to get the car. Yeah, go That's get your right. car, Rich Boy. You so know, he's like, don't you leave on. He's like me. struggling with with Ray, and Ray's an old man, you know. And, yeah, and of course George Kennedy, who's who plays Ray. Yeah, uh, great actor by the way. Great actor. Yeah. He's he's really playing it up the old, you know, because he obviously he's playing up older than he actually was, you know. Yeah, because yeah. I want to say he was in the sixties when this was made. Oh, okay, and it looks like he's supposed to be in his seventies, definitely, and and more feeble. Yeah, but um. Yeah, he's you know, and and Martha's like you know, don't do that, don't do that, yeah. and and uh, yeah, it looks like uh, Sam has the shotgun against yeah. her her side, and he accidentally yeah. fires it. Off. She, he he didn't intend yeah. on firing it off, but it, he kills her, and then you know, yeah. Ray is you know that's his beloved. Oh, that's, that's his, his wife. That's his of, wife, of probably yeah, fifty years or something. And he's like walking towards him, and then he shoots Ray yeah. because you know he doesn't want to deal yeah, with this that. Is, this is the thing that, you know, and this is again what you were talking about, how Stephen King writes these bullies. If it was an accident, maybe he'd feel some sort of remorse, but felt nothing at no, all. Morris. Like there was no remorse. Like he just didn't care. Like it was were, just like they were garbage. Garbage. Just yeah. Just, yeah. So, you know, just he. It was just. It was just whatever. It it happened. I'm over it. Well, the funny you know, thing is, uh, Fatso being a jerk, he as soon as it happens, he's like throwing up and yeah, and he's sickened by it. He's like, you know, I, you know, and and then uh, yeah, I think uh, Sam's like, you know, don't don't squirrel out on me you know you know we're 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 all in this together yeah 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 which kind of solidifies their fate 
You know? Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Even mean, though they're, the other two didn't pull the trigger, it's like since they're with him. Yeah, oh, it, guilty by association, yeah. man. I mean, but, you know, they were, they were. I mean, they you know, obviously they didn't pull the trigger, but they were still responsible for what happened to Sam and Martha. Right. And so so they leave. The idea is, hey, let's get, get your crap together. We're going to bounce tonight. We're going to head to Hollywood, um, you know. And so then we head over to Fatso's. I, what is this? This crappy, shitty mobile, mobile dude. Home. I don't even. Mo- I mean, this tiny little mobile home. Yeah, Lisa and I were watching it last night, and and she's like, "Oh my god, that place is disgusting. dude. This is terrible." So the funny thing is, so if you notice what's playing on TV, it's an episode of an old TV show called The Cisco Kid. Mm, yes. So there's like uh, characters in the in the. TV show or like Cisco Kid and Poncho and so you know uh, and then they were like loco you know yeah and, yeah and uh, so Fats was like fixing himself something to eat and he's like a, you know fat drunk thing and he's popping a beer and spilling it all over you know he's the he's a slob dude the classic the epitome of a slob stains on yeah. the shirt doesn't look like he's maybe showered in a while <laughs> yeah it's really gross and uh, yeah he's uh, how Holbrook's son kind of plays that up pretty good. He does a great job of it. Yeah, great job of it. And then he, and then gets a gets in. What is he? What does he get the arrow through the head or no, the neck? It's he, the neck, right? So no, he gets one through the uh, one through the chest first, and then one through the neck, and then the final one isn't through the head. Oh, so, so yeah. they're just like flying through his his uh, his trailer, his cheap home. Yeah, <laughs> and they just his like, cheap portable home. Seems like they come through the actual trailer itself. So yeah. it, it, you know, whatever magic. That well, well, I guess we should probably um, oh, yeah. specify. Chief, Chief, Chief Wooden, Chief, old Chief Woodenhead, of course, knows that Martha and Ray have died, and so and he was it kind comes, of their protector. It, yeah, I, yeah, he he comes alive, puts on a fresh coat of paint, and goes after them, and that's what we're seeing here. And then he goes to Rich Boy's house, uh, destroys his Transam. He comes out. And, then, oh, and, his, and we don't see it, but we see like this silhouette right. of, of, of old chief Woodenhead. I, what is it like a, t- uh, uh, like a, a tom- tomahawk? tomahawk yeah. To he's the, like chopping you know. him and there's blood splashing on. And the, does the dad, the dad comes out, right? Cause the dad comes out to, cause he hears all the noise and sees, oh, the, yeah. and he, sees rich, the kid, his boy on the car. Or and something. he's just uh, massacred on top of his yeah, car, his yeah. smashed car. But funny, the mom and dad were watching the same episode. The same episode. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So then we cut to, uh, uh, Sam's house. You know, which, you know, it's just like a normal house. And he's watching the same thing on his TV. Yeah. So it's like a little... I love how they tie it all together. They did. But, uh, yeah, he, uh, you know, he hears something and he grabs a shotgun and and Chief Woodenhead's right there. And he's like, you can't be. How are you real? And the cool thing is, of course, it's a guy in a suit. But, you know, he still looks great. It looks great for, uh, you know, the the effects. Oh, I do know that there was a... uh, a famous guy that did effects back in the uh, the early '80s mm-hmm. that did effects for this. Uh, he got in uh, kind of an argument with the the director Michael Gorick. Okay, um, and uh, walked off set. And uh, I guess uh, Howard Berger and um, uh, oh god, uh, the other guy, very famous, uh, KNB, uh, basically. Mm. Um, did the effects for this movie and um howard berger good lord for the life of me i always forget this kind of stuff it's like the forefront of my mind you know and then yeah but um 
uh, Greg Nicotero. Thank oh, you. Oh, Greg Nicotero. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. Howard Berger and Greg Nicotero yeah. are part of Can Be, uh, oh, okay. special effects yeah. house. And they were actually, uh, they finished the film. So they oh, did, okay. they did old chief Woodenhead, and they did the, looks great. The like, I mean, you could, you, you know, you, you could, you know, you could see that it looks like it's someone, but it's done in a way that looks pretty real to me. And the actor that was moving, it looked like he was moving like, you know, like if wood came alive, you know, it's, it's yeah. still making, and still it's stiff, making the noise, like a stiff kind of move to it, movement to and it. And I have to admit that with this and the next, uh, story, um, I don't know if you noticed the sound design of this movie is like, it's really, really good. So uh, I don't think it's Rick Wakeman that did the sound design, but mm. this, but the sound design of like the sounds. Oh, sure. Sure. Um, and, and some of the little eerie things that come yeah, in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just work so marvelously. Uh, and then, but I have uh, something to add when we talk about the last story. Oh, okay, which, yeah, okay. But, but yeah, so he, uh, so he, he comes for. So this is what I love about it because nowadays they would just CGI the, you know, old chief Woodenhead, and it just probably wouldn't look good. No, this the way they, you know, the practical effect of this. Like yeah. I, I, I just, I, I think it works for me. I don't, I didn't feel like it was cheesy at all. No, it didn't feel like a person in some sort of rubber suit. It didn't at all. It, yeah, it, it felt believable to me. Right. Right. Um, and then he, you know, Chief, old Chief Woodenhead uh, scalps Sam, Scal- scalps that beautiful long, uh, those locks of his. Yep. And so it, we kept to the next morning and uh, the the uncle, Benjamin. Uh, Benjamin, he wakes up and he sees that the Alinea is all wrapped up, you know, on his bed. So he gets in his car and he drives out to the Spruce Little General store and he sees Chief Woodenhead there. And he's holding <laughs> he's holding the scalp of his his nephew. It's yeah. all bloodied and yeah, Sam. Yeah. And you just you have that look on Benjamin's face. He knows what happened. Yeah, you know. And he's like, uh, "Okay, old Chief Woodenhead." You know, yeah. he's like, oh, "Okay, old warrior, you can rest now." Yeah. And then you could see that you know Chief Woodenhead's face, you know, kind of moves a little bit. Yeah. Almost like a nod without a nod. Yeah. Like it's almost like you can kind of yeah. There's like a respect there. Yes, know? exactly. Like old ancient gods kind of respect. You yeah, know? yeah. So that was that was really cool. I yeah. like how that and, ended. And I and yeah, I just think it's a great story. Just just all around. Like I just I I, I think the acting in it is phenomenal. In this, um, you you know, I didn't realize. It's funny. I I realized it a few months back when I was when I was watching it again but Sam is played by Holt what is his name McElhaney McElhaney oh um, oh god what's his but he's in he was he's in Mindhunter oh yeah he was in like Fight Club dude he's he's been in a ton of ton of stuff and I'm like holy shit because if you see him now he's of course he's older and he's a little little I'm not gonna say he's He's thicker thicker thicker, like you know and I was like holy shit that's (laughs) yeah but uh, anyways, you know it's funny that that actor, I didn't realize it was him for years either, and then when I uh, when I found out it was him, I'm like, oh shit, that's the guy that, you know, there's certain actors you always wondered, you know, why didn't they act in another movie with another actor that reminds you of them? Yeah. So my thought was, you know, that Holt uh, McAnally. Yeah. Uh, I always thought he should act in a movie with Michael Pere, and they should be brothers. 
Oh, right? Yeah, because yeah, they have does. They especially do. in the eighties yeah. and the early nineties. He was, you know, not as thick. You know, and, and they uh, they kind of have a similar they do, look. They do. Now that you're saying it, yes, Just absolutely. Just like I always thought, like, Tom Sizemore and Michael Madsen should be played brothers uh, in a movie. Yes, they, <laughs> I could see that as well. You know, there's there's just there's certain actors that could play in a movie with another actor that they could be brothers. Oh, absolutely. You know yeah. who I... You and I had this discussion once, uh, and and I remember this. We, we, you even, we even bet on this, and I don't even know what I was thinking. But uh, what's his name? Okay, um... From uh, from Demon Knight and Titanic. Um, oh, Billy Zane. Billy Zane, and then the guy from um, what was that movie? Uh, Lawnmower Man, and uh, he was in. Uh, oh God, a De- Jeff Fahey. Jeff Fahey. Yeah, I don't know why, but to me, I always think they're the same. I know they're not the same right. person, but they have a similar look. They have a similar look, uh, not like identical, but I could see them playing brothers in a movie. Like it'd be believable to me, right? <laughs> Not even not that they remind me of each other, but I always thought it was cool in in Planet Terror that Michael Bean and and uh, Jeff Fahey played brothers. Yes, you know? yes. Oh, I love Michael Bean. Yeah. Uh, uh, anyway, so next story is the raft. Um, and the cool thing is, is they do have that animation transition. You know, they they do well, like, so, like so, the comic book um, transition. So the the animated part is he's he's reading through his his comic book and he comes across a Venus flytraps mm-hmm. and he goes to the post office to get his package. Right. And then he comes out on his bike and there's these uh, bullies. Yeah. Right. Three or four of them. I can't remember. Uh, again, the bully thing, right? Right. The bully thing comes into play here and, uh, something happens. And, um, I think they go to grab the Venus flytrap, I think, and maybe they throw it on the ground, they and step on it. They step on it, yeah. And then he kicks, I want to say he either kicks the, the one main bully in the balls or he kicks him on the foot. I can't remember which one it I is. I think it was the balls. Was it the balls? Yeah. <laughs> and so then they go after the kid. And then what happens is, you know, we see that and then it goes to the raft. Right. So it's kind of like it's put on hold and we're going to get the the rest of it later. Right. It's the wraparound story. Yeah. Yeah. And so then we get the raft and the the idea here is, and dude, have you seen any of these other actors and things after this? No. Dude, I I can't say that I've seen any of them in any other movie after this. No. And I looked it up because they kind of look like they would be in horror movies of that era. And, um... I, I did find funny that the uh, the guy Randy that the that was Poncho you yeah know? Poncho. so so this plays back uh, to the po- yeah to yeah. the first yeah because he always called uh, Deke uh, Cisco hey Cisco yeah. hey Poncho yeah so it kind of played into like ties the first, it together it yeah. all ties together um, I heard that he because I guess the water. When he goes, oh fuck, it's freezing. Oh yeah, you know? yeah. It really was freezing. Oh, I read that too, where he got hypothermia, and they had to take him to the to hospital. the hospital. Yeah, yeah, dude, that's nuts. Because his body turned. It blue. seemed it felt believable. Right. Like I'm like, damn, I know what he feels like coming out of water like that. Right. I'm like, and that's hard to to really convey. And he did a damn good job. Well, that's because he was he was he really, was really that freezing. Cold. Yeah, and I and I can't imagine those girls getting into that you know water. Fuck, dude. But I they, mean, but they did, but they did. So, you know who the, um, so Deke is kind of the jock guy, right? Yeah. And Randy's kind of the, the, you know, the other dude with the curly hair, you know, he always reminded me of is, and I can't think of his name offhand, but he was in vamp. He was in my bodyguard. 
Um, he, oh, uh, Chris Makepeace. Thank you. Yeah. Doesn't he kind of remind you of that? A little bit, yeah. A little bit. And is yeah. it because of the curly hair, maybe? It is, but he kind of reminds me of more of a ginger version of Chris Makepeace. Chris- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, so we so we got Deke, Randy, Laverne, and Rachel. Literally just four. It's yeah. pretty cut and dry. Four characters here. Two guys, uh, you know, two guys, two women. And you kind of, Rachel and uh, Randy, I, I'm guessing they're a couple. I, they, they didn't kiss or anything. I don't you, know. But maybe, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe the, the idea is that they're, they're hanging out to see. Yeah. Because is it Laverne and Deke are a couple? They seem like they're a couple. Yeah, they seem like they're a couple. And the, the college students, I think they talk about, he's pre, you know, I think Randy's pre-med or something yeah. like that. They, they, so he has, that, that comes into play because he has a little knowledge in trying to piece things together in his brain of what's going on in this yeah. situation. And, of course, they're smoking weed and, you know, <laughs> yeah, passing it around. Smoking weed, yeah. But Rachel doesn't take any. She's like, oh, because she seems like a, a good girl, straight lady. You know who she reminded me of? Who? Sissy Space. Sis, a little bit of Sissy Spacek and Carrie. Oh, a little bit, yeah. Just a little bit, yeah. right? Yeah. She had a similar look. She has a look. And this kind of, like, Mousy. quiet, timid timid you know way about her yeah and that's what she reminded she almost reminded me of like normally she wouldn't hang out with these three right and you know but maybe they but they invited her along and she decided let me go along with this right that's not what it reminded mm-hmm. me of and uh but but they it's is it winter time or is it fall what when oh it, so they said um is it must be fall because they yeah, he because said halloween it's hollow yeah halloween yeah okay he mentions that it's uh it's almost Halloween. Okay, yeah. so they they swim out in this lake to this to this this raft, which and, it's basically like a a dock in yeah. the middle of the lake, it's, which I've which, seen before. Which, I, I've which been on these things before. Tied down by buoys, so it's just floating in the middle of the lake. Do you? I don't think this is as common as it was when we were younger. No, I don't really. I, I can't. Be, I'll be honest. I I haven't been to a lot of lakes recently. But I'll be honest with you. This is this is the thing. It's like okay, they're making it a big deal to go out here. Yeah, but why and, and is it such a big deal? And, is and it they just, even mention, you know, this better be good, you know, uh, <laughs> Poncho, because we're driving fifty miles out here. And I'm thinking, dude, there's better things you could do with these girls. That's what I'm. That's what I'm trying to understand. Is there just nothing else to do? I mean, literally, they could have done anything. Gone camping, you know, if they wanted to be out. True. Somewhere where, you know, yeah. maybe get a tent or, you know, they For don't sure, have to go man. swimming. And if they want to see the girls in bikinis, that's there's probably a different way of doing it. <laughs> but why do you have to go out in this freezing fucking water 50 miles away out where there's nobody around? Why there's get, nothing. And I get why there's nobody around. They don't want anybody to, like, bug them. But, oh, yeah, we have to mention that, you know, when they're all getting out and jumping in the uh. water... Deke leaves his fucking. I always thought about this. Yeah. Uh, because at the time I had uh, a similar uh, Camaro. He just leaves the door open with the music playing with the keys well, in duh, there. Well, the battery's going to go fucking dead. It's going to go dead. It's like. Fucking what was the whole point of that? Did no, they. Did they. The thing was they wanted some tunes. Yeah. I, I'm thinking that's what it was. But it's like they're going to swim out there and then they're going to, you know, swim out there for a little bit and then swim back. But they were kind of caught there. So we'll. <gasps> Yeah, well, yeah, they so they swim out. It's cold as hell. They swim out. Brandy sees this duck that's struggling in this. What do you think? It's just this. this, Yeah, it looks like they think it's some sort of oil slick. It doesn't look like an oil slick to me. I, to be honest, I've never seen an oil slick, but it wouldn't look like that. No, it looks like something that, and I think he even says like it looks like something that was done on purpose, right? 
It's not an accident. An, ac- an oil slick's an accident. It's this an looks accident. Like this this, is, and he goes, like, "This is yeah, this is no accident. It's done on purpose." And it looks like it's just kind of. It's not perfectly round, but it's round enough. Yeah. And it just yeah, dude, and it, it floats just, on the surface of the water. Yeah. And basically, it's like if the blob was like a flat surface that just floated across the water. Because what it does, it just absorbs this duck. It looks yeah. like the duck is fighting in the oil slick. Yeah. And that's what they first thought, but yeah. then it, the duck disappears. It, yeah, absorbent, not not in the sense like if if I was to put say lotion on my hands and it stores, it's kind of absorbs into my skin. Not so much that it almost feels like it's eating like, eating it, like the blob. Yeah, like the blob, and and but it's not as <laughs> the blob is more like this kind of sl, not it's, really slimy. It's but gelatinous. It's, there, yeah, this isn't like that. It's. No. I don't even know, dude. It, you know what it felt like to me, and I know, and I'm really just kind of. This is off the cup, the cusp of my head. Is, you know, when you are um, making um, scrambled eggs, right? You know how the texture of scrambled eggs is. Yeah, some of it is kind of more lower than others, and you got this kind of mountain of eggs. You know, not like a huge mountain, but it's these different shapes. Like that's what this felt like to me. Was like if you were to make almost like an omelet, but bubbles. Yes. And then you were to slide it out of a pan and mm-hmm. put it on, put it on water, and then of course the color's different. That's what this reminded me of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know it's totally. kind of explaining this sounds kind of weird, but but so Randy sees it. He wants them to get onto this onto like, this um, this the uh, raft this raft this dock because he's you know he sees what happened to this yeah. duck. And and so then they you know then it, he's it, like hurry it, run and you know like swim 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 yeah. swim and this thing moves it's moving towards them and when they all, they all get onto the the raft they're not you know he, uh, Deke thinks he's nuts dude like you yeah, smoke too much weed man he yeah. goes you know and they're kind of laughing it off like it's no big deal but. But uh, Rachel, Rachel doesn't really kind of, you know, she's just kind of go along with yeah. it. But again, this is part of her timid nature. So, her nature, it's so then she's like staring at it. Yeah. So this, she's this is this is where it comes into play with Lovecraft, okay, okay. and with other Stephen King stories. This reminded me of like it, and Lovecraft wrote about this stuff a lot. So Lovecraft wrote about these ancient gods that were basically monsters. And the, these monsters uh, take different forms. And there's different names for them. And I can't tell you which one this resembles the most like. But it's basically Lovecraft would write about stuff that you can't describe it with words oh. on how grotesque it is. Yeah. And, but these, these creatures would hypnotize you. They would make you do things that you normally wouldn't do. Oh, okay. And they would feed off of you. Yeah. So, like it, you notice, like it, you know, it's like, don't stare into the deadlights. The deadlights will hypnotize you. Yeah, yeah. And and that's what happened with, you know, because it was kind of like an old god when you think about it. Um, and uh, we hypnotized, and it seems like it was hypnotizing Rachel. Oh, and she was okay. like, she was mesmerized. She was hypnotized. She yeah. Was like, and um, and of course, you know, King does it more eloquently in his writing uh, on this short story. But you know, she's like, you know, oh la di da. She's yeah. like waving her hand across the water, you know, like close to the water, and then, and then the thing, yeah, 
it, it, it attaches to her. It, it attaches grabs her, to her. Grabs her, and it starts melting. Dude. It's like it's like absorbing and melting and burning her her flesh. Yeah, it's dude. It's it gross. Looks, it's un, it's a bit unsettling. Like that's stuff like that with me. It's like look, the effect is phenomenal. Like yeah. it looks so fucking good. Thanks to Can Be. Yeah, dude, yeah. it looks good, man. But her struggling, like she's like, yeah, dude, like it's almost like uh, eating away at her. Mm. It's somehow disintegrating her, and she's reaching out, like help me. And and it and this kind of slime is kind of it it's like, like attached to her, and it's like pulling her back. It or looks something. like algae. And dude, it's it looks great, yeah. man. Like the effects on this one, like honestly. I would think out of the three stories, the effects on this blob thing mm-hmm. is is probably by far my favorite. The best, yeah. It really looks good, dude. And then it just kind of goes away, right? Mm-hmm. And she's gone, and they're freaked out. So after it eats, it kind of it kind of drifts in between uh, the shore and and the raft. Yeah. So they're not too far away, not but too it, far away, but, yeah. but close enough. Where, where it feels like it's processing her as a meal. Right. And it's kind of just chilling out for a little bit. Like, I'm okay right now. Right. You know, this blob thing. And then they're like, what are we supposed to do? What are we going to do? Right. And then, you know, Deke is like, well, I can swim. I'm the fastest of us. I can swim right. to shore and I'll get us help. Yeah, and he's and they're like, no, 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 don't do that. And then um, is it that he starts smoking weed again? No, I don't, I don't know if he smokes weed again. But um, it happens pretty pretty quickly right pretty quickly so the, yeah. the creature they goes underneath underneath the, the yeah underneath the uh the the craft the, cra- uh, the, the raft. raft i always say craft because of the first creep show yeah. underneath the raft or the dock and it it attaches it comes underneath the kind of cracks the, the, the boards yeah the yeah. boards the cracks in the boards and it grabs and grabs onto his leg and then it pull it pulls his leg dude this is cool too man yeah. like this this does this I love this scene because it literally almost breaks him in half yeah well he's he's like being grabbed through and you can tell that it's absorbing him and burning his flesh too but you know the but the, the cr- force of it the force of this of this thing is pulling on him so hard that it almost like oh yeah he a, breaks through the dock but almost in almost where it breaks him in half dude. It, yeah because it's uh uh well the funny thing is in the story in the short story it absorbs him through the cracks of the raft but this one it it kind of it seems like it does crack the the raft you know it cracks and it, then yeah. and then of course where your legs split one leg's being pulled the other one's like not going through so then it it's kind of like uh, reminds me of like, you know, Friday the Thirteenth Part Six, where he just, you know, he just yeah. folds like a like a book, you yeah. know, yeah. like like o- opening up a book and then you know folding the pages back for sure, yeah, and yeah, you, at that point you just see in his face that he's gone, he's you know? gone, yeah, and then it and then it's pulling him through, and then the only thing that's left is his ring, his his oh, class that, ring, right? That's a cool part too because because the way it's pulling him down, and and you have these cracks in these boards. And yeah, dude, the ring just kind of, you know, come, and it just kind of sits there. It's it was it was it's a it's a cool little scene, man. Right. And then then it just leaves what Laverne and and Randy, and yeah. they're not they're not sure what to do, man. They're, it's cold. They're freezing. Right. It was already cold to begin with, and now they're literally in a a bathing suit and a uh, um, uh, I guess he's in shorts. Right. And, and, and it's getting, it's getting dark and this thing is just there. Right. It's not going anywhere. 
And so they're each kind of taking turns on a lookout just to make sure that nothing happens. And then he wakes up and she's asleep. Dude, what the, what, dude, I never, so so this is, this this part makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, it's, um, it's in King's short story where they, they actually do have sex. Oh, they do. Yeah. If I remember correctly. So it's it's been like, so in the book, yeah, she's, even though this, their two friends have died. Yeah. And this thing is more than likely going to kill them. They're yeah. okay with having sex in this situation. In this situation, well, like in the original Stephen King, it, you know? Oh, yeah. No, I know. So, you know, about I do the, know the about kids. the weird yeah. sex stuff. But, I don't know where, where this shit comes from with him. To me, yeah. it's just, you know. It's kind of, yeah, it's, it's weird. It's, it, it, it's it, weird. Yeah, yeah. It just, you know, you know, this kid's having an orgy. Yeah. You know, I don't that know. Was, yeah. yeah that's that, that is just odd to me. Yeah. Um, but, um, so he, so Rand, so Randy thinks, Hey, I'm going to see if I can get a little something. Yeah. And then he, and to me, he almost, I it's mean, almost rapey. It's almost rapey. And yeah. it's like, and then going back to, to watch a lot of these eighties movies, dude, like there's a lot of that that goes hell. Even the blob, mm-hmm. that remake of the blob from what is, it was at 88. I can't remember what year. 88. 88. I mean, there's a scene where you know where that happens in the back seat, like, and she's yeah. passed out, and he's trying to mix her a drink. Dude, a lot of a lot of that stuff was happening in the, in '80s movies, and and Anthony I, Michael Hall in uh, in Sixteen Candles. Yeah, dude. Yes, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Like, dude, and it and and now looking back at those movies from our, us at, at this age, it's yeah. like. Dude, that's not cool, and it's it's very uncomfortable. And when we were kids, we didn't really think about it. Like when we were teenagers watching this movie, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm not saying it was. We were processing it with a kid brain. Yes, and yeah. now we're processing it at fifty something years old here, yeah. and, and and it's like, oh hell no, there's no in hell any of that shit would be allowed these right. days. No, and so he starts, you know, trying to you know get a little sum, and then. And then the thing attaches to her the, face, the side of her face, the side of her face. That you can't see. Yeah, yeah. And so she basically gets, and she's like, "It burns, it burns." Yeah, yeah. And so he takes he takes this as the opportunity to jump into the water and swim to shore. And I was thinking, and I was telling Lisa, I'm like, "Dude, if that thing's after you, swim faster." He, oh he, fuck, he, dude, he I'm the, not looking back, dude. No. I am, I am going like I don't know, dude, as fast as I can. And possibly I'm thinking, swim. I'm booking past that car. <laughs> You know, I'm just, I'm still going. Dude, absolutely, man. I'm like, yeah. I'm not taking a chance. Yeah. I'm getting a, a far away from the shallow part as humanly possible. And this was really a tense scene because you see him, you know, they, they had the camera. And there were some good shots in this movie. Like you were mentioning the uh, the silhouette of Old Chief Woodenhead. Yeah, yeah. That was really cool. Yeah. Uh, I, I liked that. I liked the fact that they just had this pan of him swimming past the screen. And then you see the 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 creature like you know like moving towards him yeah and it's like oh my god that's that's crazy it's yeah it's it is. very intense it dude. is and and he gets you're like okay is he gonna make it is he gonna make it and he gets to the shore and then he, he he's like probably three feet away from the edge of the water and he's like i beat you yeah. i beat you and then this thing like comes out of the water like a like a big blanket Yes, like a blanket. Yes, like a big blanket, and then it just pulls him into yep. the water. So it's yeah. on top of him, and uh, you know, apparently absorbing him too. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he he was stupid. He he had he he could <laughs> he got cocky, but he the, got too cocky. The weird man. thing is, is thing I always thought about this: if he did survive and he did drive 
Deke's car back, how would he explain the disappearance of these three I, people? I don't even know how you would explain that. And then if you try to explain it to the police, this thing, and the that, that sounds crazy. You know how all these horror movies yeah. always make you sound like you're oh, insane. Oh, for sure. Well, yeah, because, I mean, yeah, when you, yeah. And, I, and that's what always frustrates me in movies like this. You know, like when you're trying to explain something to someone, and it's always to a, uh, some small town sheriff, and they think you're or a deputy. Yeah, because there's always the sheriff, right? Yeah, that maybe if if you if you explained it enough, maybe he gets on board. But the deputy the deputy always makes you feel like an idiot. Yeah, and always makes you know, and always makes fun of you, like extraterrestrial dude for sure. Yeah. For sure, man, and and hell, hell, dude, like slither, I slither, can think of, yeah. you know, it's like it's always that kind of trope. It's kind of it's almost become a trope where it, that is a thing. But I wouldn't be, if I if someone was explaining it to me, I'd think they're crazy, right? And how else do you prove it unless you go out there and then you know, but then you subject yourself to this thing if it's still there? Oh yeah. Or does this thing just move down the line? You know, does it move down to a different portion of this lake and it feeds on other stuff? I don't know, man. Right. Like, how many people has this thing? You know, how many ducks and has it it absorbed? You know, I, I don't know. But what I liked is, is it kind of pans into the forest area and there's a sign that's 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 been basically overgrown by like trees and it says, it says no not, swimming no swimming <laughs> you know and then we go back to our uh you know our comic book frame uh animation yeah. oh you know what i was gonna notice about mm-hmm. or i was gonna mention about this animation it i know you probably not super familiar with it and i'm sure you've seen it once or twice uh-huh. but um the movie heavy metal the animation yeah, movie? Yeah, a little bit. I They're, have seen Heavy Metal. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so the animation reminds me of Heavy Metal. It does, a little bit. And the creep reminds me, the character of the creep reminds me of uh, a Ray Bradbury story uh, from Hanna-Barbera uh, oh, okay. it, it called The Halloween Tree. Oh, yeah, yeah. And there's a character in that movie called uh, Mr. Mountroud, who is voiced by Leonard Nimoy from, you know, Star oh, Trek yeah, frame. Yeah, for sure. So the, the character of Mountroud and the creep kind of look alike. Okay. But you know, obviously this was in 87 and, and uh, Halloween tree, I think is 82, 83. So um, maybe they borrowed from that. I wouldn't be surprised. Cause the way that he floats with the Cape mm-hmm. is similar. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, for sure. But I just like, I felt that. like I felt, this is the thing that I was talking about, like the, how I felt the music didn't, didn't seem to fit for 87. Mm-hmm. And that animation, even though I love it, it mm-hmm. didn't fit for 87. It felt older. It felt older. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I like I said, I, I, I love them both. Right. And they and they fit, but if you were to sit and kind of analyze it, well, yeah, no, it feels more early eighties to me. Early eighties or late seventies. Yes, yeah. for sure, man. Yeah. Um but uh so I do I think there. I forget something. I think that animation is him riding his bike and he's trying to get away from the bullies. Right. And then, but I don't want to give away. Like I always forget what part of the animation. I, I know when we get to the end of the animation. Right. I just don't remember. I know he he rides his bike into it. Looks almost like a junkyard of some sorts. Oh, yeah, we're not. Where we're not there yet. And no then, way. Then, yeah. Then, okay. then, we, then we cut back to the that, the that, creep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And he's like, you know, well, young Billy looks like he's you <laughs> know Billy, yeah. a little little tied up right now. So let's go to our next story of the hitchhiker. The hitchhiker. Yeah. And this is uh, this is uh, this is a woman who is older, an older lady. Yeah. Who is? You know what's uh, funny? She so she was a Bond girl from. Oh, was she? Uh, from Moonraker, which oh, okay. came out in 79. So this movie was made in 87. I, and 
I've only seen her in a few movies. Mm-hmm. These being these being two movies that she is. And her uh, name is Lois Childs. So she was the Bond girl of that okay. movie. Um, dude, I thought she was a lot older. And not that she looks bad, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but I thought she was a lot older in this movie. Yeah. Dude, she was only 40 when she made this movie. So I wa- it, it must have been intentional then to make her to look older. To make her look older? I, it ha- they yeah. might have did something with makeup or something. You they know? had to. They had to have, man, because I think the whole idea of this was because, you know, she's essentially cheating on her husband with, let's call him a gigolo, right? Yeah, he's a gigolo. He he, he gets paid to have sex with... He's Richard Gere. Richard Gere. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and so, you know, uh, obviously she's, whatever she needs, she's not getting it from her husband. Right. We get the impression, he's, oh, he's an attorney. That's yeah, right, so he's an attorney. Yeah, so so they got money. They have money. He's And rich. she, you know, she thinks she drives a Mercedes or whatever it yeah. is. And, um, and I think... I think uh, she. The, I don't know if they f- fall asleep and then the clock doesn't go off and she, they yeah, wake. But, she wakes up and she's like, "Oh shit! I gotta, I gotta get home." Yeah. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna be suspicious, you know, because he's never late. Yeah. Like I get the impression he's like this, this creature of habit guy. Oh yeah. Where he's by the book with everything. It's like he goes to work at this time and he 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 probably eats lunch at this time and he gets home by this time and it's this this and this right. you know i get this impression by the way she's painting a picture of him yeah and she's like shit now you know she pays the guy you know he he of course bitches because he feels like he should raise his price he raises price you know because because it know. was only 150 bucks it was that what it was yeah. 150 and she he goes I, I counted at least six orgasms but it could be more yeah, and she's like, "Oh wow, so you're gonna charge me by the orgasm?" And he's, he's like, like "That's oh, a good that's idea. A, that's a good idea." <laughs> but you know, she's she's gets in her car, uh, she gets dressed, gets in her car, and she's on her way home. And she's like, "Well, gosh, I gotta beat the clock. I only have, you know, like, you know, 15 minutes to get home, and yeah. I, I, you know, I got a long way to go." And then she's like mulling it over in her head. You know, she's, uh, you know, you know, hey, here, honey, you know, it's it's only 150 dollars, and that's. Uh, you know, that's, you know, $25 an orgasm. You can't beat that deal. <laughs> yeah. And then she's like trying to mull over. Well, you know, maybe I said I, I went to the movies with, uh, or I went over and visited, you know, so-and-so, you know, yeah. which is like a couple. And she's like, no, I can't do that. Cause we're going to see them on Saturday. And, you know, yeah, they might yeah. say something. So. And she's talking to herself. Yeah. And her, a and her, lot. Like running this through her head. Yeah. What, what excuse am I going to use if I don't get home? Right, on and time? then she's like, well, maybe I went to go see a movie and you know, the movie lasted too long. So, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, doing this and doing that. And while she's doing that, she's not paying attention. And then she gets, and, and, you know, this, this happens, you know, but she got, you know, she overcorrected and then she went into a skid and then she overcorrected again and she's going around this bin and lo and behold, she freaking hits this guy that's holding a sign, a hitchhiker. Doesn't it say Dover on it? Dover. Dover. Yeah. Yeah. Is that, we're to assume that's Delaware. Uh, maybe, but you know, all of King's stories, and it seems like this are too. Are, it's always yeah. uh, Maine. It's always Maine. Okay, yeah. so Dover. So it must be. Is Maine. there a Dover, Maine? Could be. Could be a Dover, Maine. Yeah. I just. I mean, Delaware and Maine are 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 close to each other. You know, so I just wonder if if you know, uh, but yeah, all of his stories do kind of tie into Maine, or right? Yeah. Yeah. To Maine. Oh, there's a. Is there a Dover, Maine? There's a Dover uh, Foxcroft. Uh, it's a town in Maine. Oh, so maybe that's, so maybe. Yeah, I mean, you know, so she hits him, 
Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, the idea is here she's killed him. Yeah, she's killed him. And then she notices a car's coming. So she's like, she, she freaks out yeah. and doesn't, you know, stay. And she. Because how is she going to explain this, right? Yeah, right. So, so if I stay here, which is the right thing to do, because I've hit this guy. That's right, but but then I'm I need to get home because my husband's going to be home, and and how do I explain where I've been? Right. So you know, instead of doing the humane thing, right, and seeing if this guy is okay, and seeing if I can, you know, let, let, maybe he's still alive, and I can I can rush him to the hospital. Right. She bails. She does. So she's bailing and she's leaving, uh, and this car drives up and it's a BMW. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, that'll come into play later. There's like guys like getting out of the car, looking at the guy, and then uh, a big truck driver comes up, you know, and he's like, "What the hell happened here, buddy?" And of course, it's Stephen King's little cameo that he does yeah, in he does, some yeah. of his movies, and uh, you know, he's lighting, uh, you know, some some uh, road flares, you know, to you know have people like slow down, and you know, because yeah. there's obviously an accident there. And then another couple drives up, and you know, everyone's like getting out, like, "What happened?" You know. What happened? Guy got creamed. He got, what is he, he got fucking creamed or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Happens all the time. Yeah. So, yeah, it's... Uh, and, and the one guy King's that's character. in the BMW, I think he has a car phone, doesn't he? He does have a car phone. Yeah. yeah. He has a car phone. And, and, and calling the police. And, yeah. But so. but she drives off, and of course, she's, she's you know, freaking out. She's freaking out, and she's like, you know, you know, that was the wrong thing to do. I shouldn't have done that, you know? Yeah. So she's... So this is a good... St- story it's a it's a good story of guilt you know the yes. guilt's building up and this is what i'm thinking that this is all stem from her guilt and guilt is basically what what got her in the end so yeah she's driving off and you know she's trying to and she's going for a bit maybe you know five minutes and then she stops and then she's like in the you know why would she stop in the middle of the road but she kind of does and she's like mulling it over and she's trying to catch her bearings and she's talking to herself. She notices in a rear view mirror, it's like, what the hell? There's a guy with the sign and it's the same hitchhiker, but he's all bloodied. Like he yeah. followed her. Yeah. Which is obviously not true because he, he he's there with those people, you know? Yeah. So but she's she's imagining she's an imagine- because again her guilt has consumed her. So she's seeing she's seeing it in a rear rear view mirror, which which is really creepy when you, th- when, oh, you, when you think about it. It's funny. Um, so uh, Damien Leone from Terrifier fame. Oh, yeah. He, he used the same thing in the Terrifier short that was made for just nickels on the dime. Or, you know, just yeah, you know what you nickels mean, yeah. on the dollar. Yeah, nickels on the dime. Uh, Nowadays, <laughs> and he, yeah. And he, <laughs> nickels on the dime. Um, so, uh, yeah, he did the same thing with with art the clown in the rearview mirror which i always thought was a creepy it aesthetic is. when i saw that i'm like oh that reminds me of the hitchhiker from creep show too yeah so you see it and there's there's no you know there's no sound you know he's like waving like yeah like yeah. a like a creepy like hey and then she's like what the hell <laughs> and then she's like blinks and then she doesn't see him again and then you know she's like trying to catch her bearing she's like you're losing your mind chick she then, always says, she always says, Mrs. Lansing. Oh, yeah, Mrs. Lansing. Mrs. Lansing, you know. <laughs> and then the jump scare right there at yeah. the you know, side of his, her window. He slams his hand. He's yeah, like, thanks, thanks, thanks for, for the, the ride, ride, lady. Thanks for the ride, lady. <laughs> thanks for the ride. <laughs> thanks for the ride, lady. You know, and that's all he keeps saying over and over again. Yeah, and it's not him as just a regular dude. It's him bloodied up and, and mangled. Mangled, and 
we see him more mangled as the story goes on. Yeah. It's dude, it's 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 uh yeah, I mean as as it goes on, it's like there's no he's he just won't die. He, and, no yeah. matter what she does, no matter how far she drives, he's there. Yeah. No matter how how many times she runs him over She's hanging, or hits hanging him on. with the you know, he is just there. Yeah. And and and, and it's and I think the message here, because we know he's not real, right? Yeah. Because, but it's it's a but it's, it's either the, a, it's the guilt is guilt's a ghost. No matter what you, no matter how far away you drive away from something, or you try to forget about something that you've done that is wrong, it's that guilt is going to consume you. It's going to follow you. Oh yeah, it's always there with you. So if you've ever wronged someone mm-hmm. and wronged someone in really bad you're never going to forget it's always there and eventually it's it's going to get you oh, yeah. it's going to get you in some way or another i believe in karma oh yeah and and she karma, was karma she's karma comes around man sooner than later karma will get you well that's the that's the whole theme of these creep show movies cuz they're you know they're all about like the ec comics you know duplicating that with these anthologies and in each one of these stories even you know, like the the stuff from Amicus that did you know, like you know, Tales from the Crypt and you know, Vault of Horror, you know, all these anthologies from that era too. Um, there's always the just desserts, you know. People yeah. get their just desserts. Every story has somebody that gets what's coming to them. Yep, and uh, that's with every every story uh, has a you know a consequence. Yeah. So, well, especially, yeah. I mean, every, well, every, every, especially every bad action, right? Yeah. You hit this guy, man. You left him for dead. And she, man, he's, he's like hanging on and, and she hits him into a tree and then she keeps slamming and running over him. (laughs) And and she slams him into the tree and then her car's like fucked up. Dude, it is tore up. I'm surprised it's even drivable at this point. And, uh, and so he's pinned against the tree. And then obviously she knocks out because you could see that her head yeah like she had, maybe she concussed or something yeah. you know and then she wakes up and there's like a like a like a soft snow like a like a just a dusting of a snow like on her car and in the, in the woods because this is actually like it's still at night it's at night it's in the woods and she wakes up and there's like nothing against the tree so obviously she didn't hit him you know she's yeah. like she's thinking well you. You're not you, 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 you dreamt the whole thing. Yeah. You know, you what what the hell's going on? So she, you know, obviously backs up and she's has to drive through this forest back to the <laughs> trying to find the road and her car's pretty banged the fuck up. You oh know? dude, it's tore up. And uh as she's driving, you, you don't I, at first I didn't see any blood. I'm like, okay, well, you know, obviously I know how these stories end, but you know, maybe she did hallucinate the whole thing. But as she's pulling into her garage it's like, oh shit! There's all that blood all over her car. It's like, of course, that's yeah, it did happen. Yeah. And then she gets out and she goes, you know, she's ready to, you know, she closed the garage door. Well, but but see, but hold on a second. But mm-hmm. the whole idea was for her to rush home before her husband. Oh yeah, yeah. And then after all of this, and she she's gets like, home, he's not even there. Yeah, she's like, he's late. Yeah. But the thing is, I I was thinking about this if, for that light dusting of snow. She had to have been there for hours. Hours, man. So I would, and I was always thinking about this too. It's like, so you find out that the guy that stopped in the BMW was her husband. Yeah, yeah. So 
was he like trying to take care of you know with all those other people for hours? Maybe you and know, then go to the a, hospital. Takes, and, yeah, it takes a while for say the cops to come. They have take to a do statement. a statement, uh, do a statement, do a report. May, I don't know, you know, and yeah, yeah I, and so so it's been at least hours. So yeah, he's late, you know. So she's there and what crawls under from underneath the car is the guy and he's all mangled. He's just like two fucked up eyeballs and his, you know, his jaws all ripped off and it's just a tongue and you know, it kind of reminded me of, uh, uh, the, the father, father's day. Yeah. And creep show. Yeah. Cause the voice is, you know, mangled. I love that voice. Oh yeah. And it's so cool. But you know, what's funny is she, so she's like screaming, you know, and she closes her door. But I, I told this to Lisa. I'm like, oh, look, shit, she closed her door. Did it like open her door? Because then he was right next to her and yeah. his tongue next to her. <laughs> and then he's like wrapping something around her neck. And then the you see the garage door close. Yeah. And then all this fog is in there. Yeah, they kind of yeah. remind me of the fog, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And the garage door closed. Then you see some time later, you know, the that's when you realize, oh, that guy in the BMW was the husband. So he drives up and he's like, what the hell? And he opens up the garage door and he sees her banged up, fucked up car. And then he looks at her and then she has the, the Dover sign wrapped around her neck. Yeah. And yeah. she's, she's obviously been choked. Yeah. So she's choked out and that's how that ends. Yeah. But it's, but see, that's okay. So if all of this was in her head, because, I mean, you know, we know it wasn't the guy because he was... Right. Whatever, you know. So what was, you know, I guess maybe it's just, it's not supposed to be explained. We're just supposed to kind of, I don't know. Unless he's a... And the only thing I can think of is he's like a vengeful ghost. So, you know, even though he wasn't in physical form. Yeah. Uh, physical form, the dead form, was what all those people on the road were taking care of. And, yeah. And, you know his body but his his spiritual form was the the vengeful ghost yeah. form was you know fuck, it, would, it wouldn't ex- it wouldn't explain the sign but i'm okay no. with the sign. yeah like it's like see, whatever. the thing is i'm just i'm only saying it because we're talking about it oh yeah it's but, the dover sign yeah but i don't really it I, to me it doesn't bother me no i don't need all the explanation no, i'm just you that's know the cool thing about movies too many people want stuff totally explained to them like spoon fed to them and it's always used good to just suspend belief and let your imagination kind of fill in the gaps i would say for the most yes for the most part i I, yeah for the most part i agree it depends on the type of movie this type of movie i don't need all the 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 explanation or the back whatever right i don't need all of that like where the blob where the blob from the raft came from i don't need any of that no dude i just i don't better to know that it was just yep just something in nature yeah that was that Totally, totally fine. But yeah. if I'm talking about another movie, and I don't know what movie that would be, right? Give me a little more exposition. Give me, give me a little more backstory. Give me something that I can. Okay, okay, yeah. that makes sense. Right. I don't like going into like it ends, and then I'm like, what? I'm puzzled. Yeah, what, like, what, what about the fuck this happened here? Yeah. yeah. I'll be honest with you, not to dive into, but that's what a lot of the stories in Cabin of Curiosities. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna. I'm. I still want to check it out. I would say check it out, and I don't want to spoil it for anyone. Yeah. I just, I left a lot of the stories going. Huh? What? Oh, like it just. It was very. It was a lot of the stories were super disappointing for me. Right. Um, but we don't need to talk about that. No, like, that's cool. Finish off Creepshow two in the animation. Oh, uh, okay, so we're we're left in that um, kind of like a empty lot 
you know it's like a, an abandoned like uh like it almost uh, looked like a junkyard to me or junkyard, something where yeah. you go you have only one there's only one way in yeah and it's kind of like a, uh so young billy came up to like a dead end and then the the creeps you know kind of cornered him the bullies which, the bullies. bullies yeah and then uh you know they're getting out and then you know billy's like explain they're like well we're gonna rock you and you know the, the big fat bullies like slapping his his palm his fist into his hand like i'm gonna knock you out and you know billy's like laughing you know kind of yeah. you know like oh no i i got you know those bulbs that i had were you know large man-eating venus fly traps and then they, you see the animation come out and it's you know it's it's cheesy it's cheesy but i love it but it's awesome. you know these things are like gobbling up these kids, you know. Yeah, yeah. and then the it goes to get the the last bully, which is the leader, the big guy, and and he's you know he's a, he's big dude. Like you could tell he's he's fatter, but he's he's strong. Yeah. And when the Venus flytrap goes to eat him, he's fighting it like he's he's got his hands up in the mouth and he's trying to hold it off, you know. Yeah. And then it kind of pry its mouth. Open. Yeah. And then it finally gets him, and then it it eats him, and then spits out one of his boots. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And and. I don't know, man. The thing is, I what is the animation cheesy? Yeah, but it but it's it's good cheesy. It, yeah, it, it, it works, works for it, this film. It works for this film. Yeah. Um, would it work for other stuff? Well, probably not. No. But for this, I I I really liked it. Um, it it just it just fit for me as well as the music. Where you know, uh, the original Creep Show is a is a is a great modern. When I say modern, it's you know obviously it's. 40 years old almost now or it is 40 years old um classic uh this one's not as good but it's still good enough to be called creep show 2 like a solid like a solid sequel you know years later they made a creep show 3 which was just garbage and i never watched it because you said it was a piece of crap i watched parts of it on youtube because i didn't want to you know i just wanted to you know if I didn't want to watch any more of it, I can just flip over to another vid- video on YouTube. Yeah. Dude, the, you know, obviously it was made on the cheap. I get that, you know, people were doing with what they were working with and the rights were with the company called Taurus entertainment. Mm-hmm. And they also did like a sequel to day of the dead, which is terrible. Oh so they, yeah. So they have these rights and they, they decided to keep these rights. They want to make sequels to some of these stories or, or some of these IPs, you know, and uh, yeah, Creep Show too. A lot of people, a lot of horror aficionados don't consider it as like a true sequel. It's just like Creep Show One, Creep Show Two, Tales from the Dark Side is Creep Show Three. Yeah, you know yeah. because it was made with more of a budget and and obviously with some of you know King's stories too. So yeah. you know it's kind of the unofficial Creep Show Three. Dude, I I have. I have no issue with Creepshow Two at all. Like I, I, I feel that it's a it, it's a good continuation of the first film. Yeah, I didn't need you know. I thought three three stories were fine. I, I, I guess if they threw another story or two in there, it'd be okay. But I, I'm not missing any stories no. in it because this is a good solid ninety minutes. Um, I, I enjoy every one of the stories. I think they're all well done. Um, you know, the one thing I will say, not about the movie itself, but as you know, I know they're doing a television show these days for Creep Show, and and I think you and I both gave it a shot, and it yeah. just for me it was it was super cheap. It was super cheap. It was bad, which is I, crazy because it's uh, Greg Nicotero is like I one know. of the producers, and you know I know he has a love for the for the movies. It was, dude. I tried. I gave material. it. I gave it. I think 
I don't know if I, w- I got through all of season one, but they were just, the stories were bad, the acting was bad, the effects were bad. It was just, I hate to keep saying bad, but it was bad. And I have not revisited. I know they got a couple other seasons, but it was, it, it left such a sour taste in my mouth. I'm like, ugh. Like, right. like, I don't know if it was one of those situations where they just didn't have a lot of money and they did what they could. And then the idea was if it catches on, then maybe we can get some more money from, from whoever was, I don't know, whatever studio was doing it at the time. I don't know if this was a shutter thing. Um, yeah. And I just, I haven't revisited it. So I still hold part, you know, Creepshow 1 and 2, to, you know, dear to my heart. I love both of these films. Um, right. You know. You know what I always thought was odd is I know Tom Savini did the effects of Creepshow 1, you know, yeah. the first Creepshow. And the fact that, you know, you know, B did, you know, the effects of Creepshow 2. I don't, I've never heard a story whether or not he was ever offered to do the effects of Part 2. But for him to, like, do a cameo that he's not yeah. even using his voice. I know. Uh, as with the... Uh, with the uh, the creep makeup, you know yeah. that he had on. Well, the, the what I had read was someone else was supposed to play the creep again, and I I didn't hear, yeah I didn't read Nicolas Cage right, but I did read that someone uh, else was supposed to play it, and they backed out, and so maybe it was just a last minute thing. I I wonder if he was just so busy at that point at that time doing other movies that he just. He had enough time to do a cameo, right? But didn't have it. time to do all the all the makeup or all the special effects and stuff. You yeah, know? maybe. That's but I mean, I still think the special effects are great. Oh, yeah, they're they're, good. they're great. They're, they're honestly, good. dude. I, well, you it's can be. So, yeah, I yeah. mean, so so yeah, I have no I have no gripes about the effects on this. Yeah. So, but that's creep show two, folks. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to add, man? No, no, nothing I can really think of. I think we touched on all the points I think that so. we really enjoyed this movie yeah it's, uh, definitely you know, it's, I, I i would say if someone decided they if someone hadn't seen the movie you'd seen creep show one and you hadn't seen creep show two yet and you decided to listen to us before you saw creep show two i'm hoping that that you will you know turn us off and go go check it out because i think you really will enjoy it like this is to me this is a f- great horror movie right and, you know so other than that man well thanks for coming out dude i always appreciate it yeah um and i guess everyone uh take care take care everyone bye you listened all the way to the end we appreciate that don't forget to follow us on instagram at ear for fear podcast twitter at ear for fear and subscribe to our youtube channel at ear for fear podcast You can also check out our website, earforfear.com. There we list news and events. We're available on all the main platforms, so make sure you tell a friend. We hope you come back and get an earful.